Hi, Masterminds. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I think the market's almost ready to take that next leg up. And I'm talking about Bitcoin, maybe that $32,000 level. I'm also loving Litecoin. I hope you all got in on that, maybe positioned really well early on. I know I did personally. I'm trying to be as transparent as possible with my moves because I, I do take things a little bit slower uh, when I go into positions. And I'm also using a bit of leverage as well. Um, so it's been a, a really good learning experience for me because I did do this in the previous cycle. But when things actually move, as they do, you really have to commit to the decisions that you've made and follow through on the plan. And it's always a, a really fun learning experience, especially when you're making you know a lot of money in the process. So yeah, so far, so good with Litecoin. I'm going to dive into the charts though, and just maybe give us all a bit of a, um, a, let's sober up a little bit, because I'm seeing a lot of euphoria on my timeline as well. Now, and I'm going on recency bias, and that might be where um, it could trip me up or trip my insight around this up a little bit is we've been trading and doing a lot with different coins recently, which we've seen those you know heavy pumps that just go up, but then they come straight back down. Uh, and you can see the momentum indicators, just there's no follow through, there's no sustainable momentum. This might be different with Litecoin. And I think it's really important to uh, you know, identify the short-term trade and you can commit to that. But if you are looking at a longer-term trade here, if you're thinking the halving, this is actually going to decrease the supply, you know, it's being listed on EDX, which is that Citadel-backed exchange. You could be looking at that higher time frame, so the daily and the weekly, and going, all right, so it's just smashed through the 100-week moving average and it's looking pretty good. Like it's got a lot of movement higher in the midterm versus the short-term where we've seen that pretty aggressive pump from, you know, the low 80s. Uh, up into the, the was it 110 at the moment. So in my eyes, that's a that's a really nice move. But those kind of moves just don't really continue, uh, you know, straight up. There's always going to be consolidation pullback, and this is that almost that bull market style phase where the pullbacks are quite short, and you need to look at moving average and volume support, and kind of have um, multiple plan A's, plan B's, and plans. Um, yeah, so plan A, plan B, plan C's um, of where you want to enter. So you know, you might have all of these lined up, you have the orders in place, but you're very aware that most of them aren't going to get filled. But just in case you've got them there expecting that higher low bounce and it's move higher. Let's crack in because I'm going to talk about that on the charts. I'm just going to quickly go over my fast five because I've essentially outlined everything I'm probably going to talk about today anyway, and I'll just go a bit deep on the charts. Um, so there is a little bit of copium running around and I'm seeing some rumors floating out that Gary Gensler has resigned. Um, it doesn't surprise me if that would turn out to be true um, based on the level of political resistance he's facing now. Um, and also you've got the likes of BlackRock and Fidelity just coming in and putting the squeeze on him to get these ETFs approved. So uh, it's it's a fascinating situation. I don't believe Twitter rumours at all anymore um, after you know, all the Binance stuff. You just have to take an absolute grain of salt. But it does ring true to me that it's going to happen eventually. And if it was true, I think we see a pretty aggressive move up in Ethereum and altcoins. So if this does prove to be true, I think you can really position hard and strongly in the altcoins um, that were listed um, by the SEC and also um, Ethereum itself, because I think that gives it the sort of the green light. Gensler's gone, you know, uh, the big boys are coming in with their, their ETFs for Bitcoin, but then altcoins should get that relief rally, a bit of a pump. Um, so yes, let's focus on Litecoin just quickly here. Um, so just outlining what I said before, um, a clear smash through 115, in my view, um, is a, a, and you can see on my chart here, this this green line, that's 115. I think a smash through there, it's, it's pretty much off to the races and it's just consolidating into this rising wedge, which is a bearish pattern generally. But if it is in a really strong uptrend 
and you see a rising wedge, you do have to be very careful it's not going to crack up because Bitcoin is known to do that, especially in bull markets. It can go into a rising wedge, but the spot buying is so, so strong that it gets to the top of the wedge and, you know, short has come in and then boom, blitz through. You've got all the short squares just rise higher. So just be careful. And I think we do have to be careful in that regard with Litecoin having the halving narrative and list on EDX as well. Um, so, yeah, just full disclosure, I still have a position in play, 30%. So I've aggressively been taking profits, maybe a bit too much, but I'm still very aware of what has happened recently. We're just coming out of this low, we are still in this low liquidity environment. And I'm just not prepared to just go this time is different because that's when you can get in a bit of trouble with trading. I think having a plan and sticking to it is really important, but also you can change things a little bit on the fly, which I'm kind of doing at the moment. I've got 30% of my position still in play. I've made a really well, made a killing to be honest really really happy it's the best trade of the year probably of last year as well but what's really great is um still have that 30 percent in there and i've taken significant profits out of the market including my original principal so this is really just interesting for me to maybe play this situation and i am using a bit of leverage through pancake swap i'm going to port over to buy a bit um but for me personally i'm not rushing into uh, you know aping into this level at all i'm happy to let this 30 percent ride no matter what but if it does come back down to these key areas uh, moving averages and you know buy levels, uh, you know I'm not sure is the thing. It's got a lot of momentum behind it, and uh, it, these lower levels. I originally thought, okay, crack to 110, we're going to get that pullback to 100, you know 101 because it's the 100 week moving average, such a core level of resistance that generally when you break up, bust through with a dead straight candle, it comes back down eventually and retests those areas anyway. But it hasn't done that yet. It just continues to ride higher. So. Um, that may be too ambitious. And so I've, I've kind of looked at levels, you know, 107, 80, 104. So I've layered in levels here uh, that you can just see highlighted there because that's um, huge volume support and also moving average on different timeframes going down. Um, so I fully expect maybe, you know, two or three of these not to get hit, but I think the upper ones do get hit and that allows me to re-add to my position with, you know, taking profits. And I'm kind of just um, compounding, I guess, my position, which I really want to do. Um, and of course, I've removed my original principle and risk. So this is a really good time to actually be um, doing this. Um, and it's a really good strategy if you're, you're into that sort of thing with, with leverage. Even you're doing it with spot as well. I think that's really positive. It's kind of the original Joe Shoe strategy where um, you're essentially using uh, the move higher to take profits off. You still have maybe half your position in there. You're taking the 50% out. You're waiting for those levels as it retraces down. You're just stacking into them and then rinse, repeat keeps going up, but you're constantly removing profits as well. I also have a level that I've plugged in here, 97.50, because in a, a vicious pullback, if it does come back to 100, I think it probably dips below to really freak out a lot of people and wipe out some stops. So that's the next huge volume level in that area. Um, yeah, I think that's essentially all that I really need to say on that. I know you guys are probably playing this a bit different as well. You probably just have spot positions or you are maybe toying with a bit of leverage. Um, I just, I think it's really important when you have conviction on something, and I did, which which Litecoin had with the halving, is I really wanted to um, get as much bang for my buck as possible. And I've been using a small trading position and I thought, well, look, I'm pretty sure that this is going to happen. So let's try and remove as much risk as possible and go in with, a small amount of leverage to give myself a pretty high liquidation range. So I think my liquidation at the moment is 20. So if Lycan drops to 20, my position gets liquidated. I am, of course, managing my risk higher. Um, but it's a very low amount of leverage. Uh, I've been layering in dollar cost averaging essentially with positions and leverage, you know, lower down to low 80s and high 70s. So over time, right now, this position, I don't really care about. It's 30%. And if it runs to 150 
you know, 200 uh, a coin, then I'll probably triple that original amount that I pulled out, which is a, a, a perfectly fine place to be, but I'm managing my risk and I'm really happy about that um, because I, I just, I hate feeling over leveraged and I can't go to sleep and um, and all that. So, and it's, it works the same with spot as well. If you're not managing your risk, you will likely will have trouble sleeping. You'll be uh, panicking a little bit, but this does take a lot of that pressure off. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. And I wanted to share it with you guys because, um, you know, these things can move really quickly and, uh, sometimes you have to change your play on the fly, um, and I wanted to share that. Um, watch the coins are set to be list. So yes, um, and I've been saying EDX a little bit here. Um, Bitcoin Cash has been absolutely flying, essentially the same amount as Litecoin, um, and it's getting falling under the radar because it's kind of like the poor cousin of Bitcoin, um, and it's not listed on many big exchanges, so liquidity is lower. But essentially, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, and a few others, a lot of the proof-of-work coins have been listed on this new exchange to rival Coinbase, which is backed by Citadel, so Charles Schwab and all that. Um, it's it's going to be big. So these coins have been you know pre-listed on this, and so there's a lot of hype around it, and they're flying. So we do have to watch the coins that get listed on EDX because it, you think it has a close tying to what the SEC likely doesn't suspect of securities, where the institutional money likely goes just to get a diverse portfolio. So keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, Bitcoin Cash is not on my want or buy list, but it's interesting to see that flying. Uh, Dino Coin and also Litecoin. So yeah, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, Bitcoin for me keeps grinding higher, climbing a wall of worry. As uh, now above volume, keep moving average. 32,000 seems likely soon. I'll show you on the chart why I think that. Uh, and this is just a macro concern. I just want to put in your radar, guys. A rise in France are a major macro problem. Um, it's so it's slowly destabilizing um, the EU, not not just the riots, but just you know economic issues from the Russia war, Ukraine, uh, and also you know debasement, um, inflation. It's all coming to a bit of a head, and there's all these demographic issues as well. With uh, I guess we can go back to Merkel and even before when the, potentially Europe had open borders and they it took in a lot of the refugees from the war-torn regions, Libya, Syria. Uh, Iraq and whatnot. And now there's a bit of a demographic issue where, um, you know, the society is maybe not gelling as well as it could be. Um, and you can look deeper into that, but it's definitely a thing. Um, and you just have to think that this is the start potentially of revolution in France. So they're, they're not, um, well, they're prone to having uh, little moments where they overthrow their leader. Um, and I think Macron is deeply unpopular. I mean, there's been riots, well, I think, every single year, every month, um, going back multiple years. So, uh, there's also nationalists gaining a lot of support in mainland Europe. In Germany, the um, the far-right party, um, oh, I can't quite remember their name, BFD, uh, something or other, but Le Pen, she is the nationalist party in um, in France and she essentially wants to cut immigration totally altogether and deport a lot of these people and, um, and essentially, uh, you know, move back to more conservative governance versus neoliberalism. So that is very interesting. And she's getting a ton of support just from what's happening right at the moment. She almost beat Macron in the last election. So I can't see that turning anytime soon. Um, but this is all fourth turning stuff where we see Europe, uh, you know, go through this tremendous period of challenge and, and unease, very similar to the last sort of, um, uh, you know, when we saw the World War, when we saw the depression, when we saw the economic turmoil, it leads to conflict, it leads to change. Um, so we just all have to be prepared. And of course, it hits markets. If, if France just has, a, if, there's a, if there's a military coup in France, which the military are sort of signaling they might be if they can't get control of the streets, uh, the police, then oh, I think markets absolutely tank through the floor. So just get, keep that in mind. Um, wanted to share that too. Okay, um, let's pivot on over to the charts real quick. Litecoins on the daily, I mean, just keep showing this strength, you know, 113 going higher. Um, to my uh, to my eye, though, like I said, guys, it's in that rising wedge, but this just looks strong. So 
Yeah, I don't know if my targets are even going to get hit. You know, 108, I can absolutely see it fall into this region here, this key volume to 107. So I do have that that bid there. Um, the RSI is starting to, to roll up. And this is the region where I thought it, because of the RSI where the divergence was really strong, you saw these peaks just rolling higher. And then you see the RSI just tanking on multiple timeframes. And in recent history, as soon as you see that, you can pretty much go short and make money. But this is just ground high and has dipped down. It's been heavily bought up in this spot bid. So um, yeah, with Litecoin, I'm, you know, looking at this, it's, there's every chance and every reason now to think that 115 isn't safe and this punches right through. And then we have to look at, I think one, once 115 goes, then we're looking seriously at 150 is the next pit stop. No, it won't happen right away. This can, Litecoin can run really quick, sure. Um, but, you know, there's obviously some technical levels still above it, but this is a very clear breakout of the weekly. The, the 200 week moving average is there. Oh, excuse me, guys, I've been saying the, um, uh, the 100, I was meaning the 200. That's a pretty big miss um, because of the 200 is a lot. Oh, no, there's the 100 above it. So we've actually cracked both. So, yeah, incredibly bullish on the weekly, this massive weekly candle, smashed through the 200 and the 100. So, yeah, 104, that's the level you really want to be watching out for um, for a pullback. 104, if it drops lower to the 200, I mean, that's that's kitchen sink. That's ultimate buy zone. Shush, through. <laughs> but the 100 here snaking down, that's where you want to look at it. Um, but here, oof, I don't know. <laughs> it's starting to look really, really good. And I guess in the halving runs, they can be very, very violent. And you're just left on the side of just watching it in awe. So you've got 133 as that next sort of volume um, shelf that we should run into it. And then after that, 163. And then you're really getting into bull market territory. And, you know, it doesn't have the gas kick going, but there's not a lot of liquidity above it. So it can really run really, really quickly. And we have to bear in mind, too, if Bitcoin starts running to 32 plus, this expect this to really have that that pulse up and then maybe we have the pullback that we're waiting for but just be aware that this is why you kind of want to hedge yourself have a bit in the market slowly gather positions over time don't expect the perfect entries um, that's kind of my view on it guys um, also bitcoin just quickly looking at this it is consolidated absolute beauty we could not lose that thirty thousand dollar level wick down in there but bought straight back up it's reclaimed this huge volume support here one two three just bouncing bouncing on it love it and this just to me looks like she's slowly breaking out and wants to go higher. You know, RSI essentially reset in the midline. Uh, stock RSI looks pretty good for a for a move up to that 32 area. Then we probably have to contend with, you know, pullbacks to retest these, these little points on the high there. Um, there was another one I wanted to show you, and that was ARB. I think ARB's looking quite nice. God, there's a lot of squiggles on here. But um, essentially ARB is shaping up that it's trying to break out as well. Uh, so the, this is a, this feels like a really nice spot for the market to be in and for traders and for investors to really make some money because the, all these charts are just primed for breakouts now on a lot of all these altcoins and we don't want to miss these big pumps in case we are moving into a, a more bullish phase of this, this market cycle. So you can sort of see this um, head and shoulders that formed here. And a lot of the altcoins formed and we, we were sort of sh sharing with that RNDR and also Litecoin head and shoulders actually did break down. But um, RDNR, RDNR, yeah. Um, that didn't break down and actually went higher. And you can see here, this is trying not to break down. It's almost invalidating. It's above the moving averages. I don't mind this at all. If you can get above uh, 160, so this previous, these previous weeks here, 160, 
I think you can add some posi like positions there um, if the confirmation roll higher, but you might get position entries here. But Arbitrum, I'm credibly bullish on Arbitrum um, going forward and Ojoas as well. All right, guys, hope you have enjoyed this episode. As always, I have an absolute blast on our Monday market updates. Lots to get excited about, lots of fun. Please, any questions or insights, comments, feedback, please leave them below and let's chat, let's discuss. Also, start posting your charts, guys. It's a really exciting time. Post your rationale. I want to hear it. Like I've sort of told you today about my rationale behind Litecoin, how I've approached it, please let me know. Let's talk about it and maybe we can, you know, help you get to that place you want to be quicker. All right, guys, take uh, take take it easy. Have a great day and we'll catch you again uh, for our next few episodes and in the Discord. Ta, bye.